Hello and welcome to your Path to Success with Ruth Kearns Volman for this special International Women's Day edition. This morning I had a wonderful conversation with Lorraine Smith Van Lynn. Lorraine is an international human rights lawyer and founder and executive director of Talawa Justice for Women. Talawa is an organization she founded in 2021 to support and empower women leaders and women survivors. In this extract of our conversation, you'll hear Lorraine talk about what Talawa is, what it means to her, and particularly how you can support and why you should support women and children who are victims and survivors of war. Enjoy the podcast. Talawa, Talawa Justice for Women um, is a nonprofit organization which I've registered in Germany um, where I live. And it is, it's birthed out of a desire that I had um, to work with women survivor leaders, women leaders of survivor grassroots and community-based organization to help, to undergird, to strengthen, to empower them. We, the, the, the word Talawa itself is fascinating. It's actually from, I guess this is my ode to my Jamaican roots. Mm-hmm. Um, because Talawa means strong, capable, full of fight, full of power. We have a saying in Jamaica, she little, which means she is small, but she talawa, she's powerful. Mm. You know, so the idea is that these women survivors, women leaders, they may look small, but they are powerful. They're full of fight. They're full of passion. And so the idea of talawa is, is based on what I call my the three pillars. The first pillar is connection. Um, the idea that women need to connect with each other in order to find that place of strength sometimes or to reinforce their own strength. So in, in, in the first pillar is to bring women together through connection mm-hmm. in their own network, their own circle, you know, to share their own experiences, not just as women survivors, because it's women who lead survivor organizations. Maybe some of them are not even survivors themselves. But this idea of bringing them together As leaders, there is something about women who lead. The idea that I have is to bring women from just this this notion of your, what I call your victimhood, your being a survivor into a place of let's focus not just on your experience as a survivor, if you are, but on your experience as a leader. Who are you? What does it take to be both a survivor and a leader? What does it take to be somebody who has seen people suffer, go through horrors, and then to set up an organization Mm. that helps these persons? 
What can we learn? And it's the network itself is called the Talwa Women Leaders Circle because I believe in circles. The idea of a circle means we are on the same level. There is no hierarchy with a circle. Right. And there is no end and there is no beginning. Mm. So we are all in this together. Mm. And the idea of, of connecting women in the global south is that you know, the women who are surviving sexual violence in Jamaica may not be doing it in the midst of a major conflict or war, but they are experiencing some of very similar emotions as women who are in, in Uganda. What can they learn from each other? How can they support each other? Mm-hmm. The second pillar is equipping we so we connect and we equip or empower what tools do you need as a woman leader to be able to lead effectively because one of the things that motivated me was actually seeing the the frustration of the woman leaders they have brilliant ideas they know exactly what they want to achieve but things like the governance structure in an organization. How do you, what what do you do? Do you need a formal structure? Do you need a board? Don't you? Mm-hmm. The problem is that in, um, in, in our world, you know, which is donor dependent when you are running NGOs, very often, if you don't have structures and systems in place, you cannot access funding that you need to resource your work. Right. And so a lot of the women, they have passion, they have ideas, they have experience, they have knowledge, but they don't have proper structures. Mm. They don't know anything about drafting proposals for donors. They don't know anything about governance and the accountability and due diligence rules and all of these things. And working with them through mentorship, mm-hmm through pairing them maybe with persons from larger organizations that have gone this route or through, you know, non-legal people. It doesn't have to be a a human rights lawyer. What about a business person who knows how to run a startup? That person has experience that they can use to mentor somebody who is a woman leader of a survival organization. Mm -hmm. Because it's a business. It's an organization. Hmm. So the equipping, Mm -hmm. um, I've come up with what I call, it's a a trademarked um, tool that we use to help the woman to to train them um, as part of our program. And it's called PIVOT. Um, And it's, it's an acronym for plan, innovate, visualize, organize, train, and then transform. So... The idea being um, you will get, these are the tools that you will use to help Mm -hmm. you on your journey. Mm -hmm. And then the last bit is something that I'm very passionate about. Amplify. When I talk to the women leaders, they talk to me about having this sense of agency. You know, they want to speak for themselves. They want to be the ones to to tell their stories. Mm. But sometimes they don't have the platforms. They don't have access to the platforms. By amplifying their voices, by featuring them, making sure they're featured in webinars or 
you know, getting them to speak in different areas and events and these kinds of things, or connecting them with policymakers who they may not normally have access to. We amplify them. We reduce their invisibility so that people see them for who they are. Mm. So that's the, the idea behind um, Talawa. And as I mentioned, we focus in on women um, in the global south, women leaders. I would say now we've just started. We registered in March 2021. It's a year old. This is what I call my Corona baby idea. It's it's amazing because it feels like to me that you're bringing together so many of your own leadership qualities into this work. It's it's the culmination of a life you know, of, of life work in a way of finding your own voice of then amplifying the voice of others, of speaking out and giving access to people who don't have that access, creating connections between people. So this kind of connect, equip, amplify feels very, very much linked to your own leadership identity and, and the way that you uniquely can bring change and transformation for an area which kind of, as you said at the beginning of your story, it wasn't what you had originally chosen as your path, but it was a path that you saw it in front of you and you saw, yes, I can do something here and I can make a difference. I think we're going to have to come to a close, <laughs> much as I could talk to you all day. And I do want to ask you, as we come to a close, you know, many Many people look at the world, what's happening in Ukraine and other war-torn areas, areas of injustice, particularly and often for women. And they they ask themselves, how can I make a difference? Yeah. They sit there, with, like you said, with the helplessness and helplessness and the frustration. What would you say to people who are listening and who are struggling with that? Yeah. I mean, I would say that firstly, you can make a difference. I want to say it, it sounds obvious. You can make a difference in your own small way. You can make a difference. You can make a difference by firstly acknowledging what is happening. Acknowledging that the war in Ukraine is having a devastating impact on women, on girls, on families. It is happening. What is happening in Ukraine, unfortunately, is also and has also happened in wars in other parts of the world. So while we are acknowledging what is happening in Ukraine, the kind of the devastation, but also the fear, you know, I can, I've worked with victims. I can, you can tangibly feel the fear of having to uproot everything that you know and flee. That has been the situation in Afghanistan, in Yemen, in Mali, in the, in the, 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 in the Congo, in, in Uganda, in so many parts of the world, in Palestine. I would say to persons who are wondering, what can I do? The first thing is give to reputable organizations that are working to support survivors of war. Do something. Don't, don't sit there and wonder, oh my gosh, this is terrible and panic. No. Make a decision to do something. If it means that you contact um, a local organization. You know, yesterday our children went to, um, my son is a, is a member of the, they call it here in Germany, Fadfinder. 
I think that is like um, the Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. And they went and all the little children went together to the supermarket and they got things, but they also went to the, um, the, the, the community center or wherever they could give something that will go to a reputable organization, you know, one where you can, um, you know, for sure that the funds will be used to support the organization that you're supporting. As an advocate of women and girls, I would strongly say if you can find organizations that particularly support women victims um, and girls, I would do that. I would give to those organizations. That's kind of my choice because I know that they find it particularly difficult to get help sometimes. Um, and let me tell you something, we haven't yet seen that in Ukraine, and I'm happy that it hasn't yet reached there. But in so many other wars, Ruth in Afghanistan, in Uganda, in so many other places where there has been war, rape and sexual violence has been used as a weapon of war. It has been used against women and girls. They have been forced into sexual slavery. They have been they have been 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 um, raped. There are so many um, incidences that we have documented of women in almost every single war impacted adversely. So support organizations like Talawa that work with survivors of war mm. give. Um, in, in Germany, for example, we are registered here, which means that we are, everything is audited here um, and we have to abide by particular standards, um, you know, from the Ministry of Finance. But there are several others. And I would suggest that you, if you can give, but if you can't give, use your voice. Use your voice on your social media platforms to speak out against this. Um, if you can house persons who are fleeing, there are people who are looking for accommodation. Don't be afraid to embrace um, those who are refugees, who are fleeing, because I think the situation has now taught us that war is not as far from our door as we think. Mm, absolutely. It's easier when it's far away. Yeah. Um, and it's hard when it's our neighbours, but it has to open our eyes to making a difference, to using our voice, as you say, and using our our comfort and our wealth to make a difference, even if we feel uncomfortable, and especially when we feel uncomfortable. Because as we've seen in your journey, it's those uncomfortable situations. When, yeah. we, when we walk through them, when we come out the other side, we are changed and we are different. Exactly, exactly. Ruth, it is International Women's Day and it is a tremendous honor for me to talk about these issues on this really, really special day. And so I just wanted to even dedicate this moment, this podcast to women survivors everywhere and to women leaders who are working with survivor and grassroots organizations, those who are rising up to make a difference in the lives of people who are suffering. And I want to say, I know often when I do these podcasts, people ask me, how can I find information about Talawa? We have a website, talawajustice.org. You can go to our website and get additional information about how you can support our work if you want to. But I also, you know, 
I can be reached. My 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 information is also online. You can see a lot about me. If you, for example, are interested in being a mentor for women survival leaders, maybe you have experience in leading an organization and you want to you want to use that experience in a positive way to help um, others just by sharing your own journey. I can facilitate that and make that happen. If you want to volunteer in another way, I have a great team of student volunteers and I mentor them so that they can um, find their path in international law because mm. they cannot get positions sometimes through trying to apply for traditional jobs. So what I have done is I've partnered with them where I mentor them. They volunteer with our organization and then I write articles with them or I've, I help them to access platforms that I have in international justice and that's sort of their pathway into international justice and it helps them to connect with survivor groups as well. So it's a circle. We can do it together. Exactly. Thank you very much, Lorraine. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to staying in touch with you and all the very best with Talawa Justice for Women. Thank you. I hope you'll agree with me that Lorraine is a hugely impressive person. She's a woman who has found her voice and who uses it to challenge systems. Not only that, but she also amplifies the voice of others. And if you'd like to hear more about her story and her path to success, then please do subscribe to the podcast because in the part of the conversation you haven't heard yet, she tells her story about how she found her voice and how she got where she is today. Please also do take her advice to use your own voice to speak for justice and peace and to support those who are suffering as victims of war, particularly at this time in Ukraine.